Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hopefully you guys this week is off to a great start. Halfway through the work week, we are looking towards the backslide towards the weekend. So thanks again for taking the time to download the show. Today's show will talk a lot about BYU's projections for BYU football. The football percentages index from ESPN is out. BYU favored in eight games of the 12 scheduled in the regular season. We'll talk about that. Also need to get into a debate or a a topic about what we should be terming the BYU-Utah rivalry based off a question I had asked by a friend of me yesterday. We had a nice debate about it. We'll talk about it on today's edition of the show. Also got to get to our Holy War Player Countdown series, a bevy of news involving Jimmer Fredette, also Mary Lake from the BYU women's volleyball team having a great showing on the international stage with Team USA. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. Let's get to it. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast brought to you by our good friends at Twillery. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in a little bit, but let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for July 10th, 2019. Hi guys, my name is Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download the show. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Radio Public, also the Himalaya Podcast app. So thanks in advance for downloading the show and joining us. If you're new to the show, this is a daily podcast all focused on the BYU Cougars. We aim to be your one-stop shop or your one stop source for all things BYU news in a daily podcast format. So thanks again for taking the time to check us out. All right, let's start off today's edition of the show. I wanted to talk about a debate I had with a friend of mine yesterday. And today we are 50 days away from the BYU-Utah rivalry. Kind of a nice even number. We are halfway through our countdown as we go 50 days away, just over seven weeks away from BYU and Utah kicking off the 2019 football season. And a buddy of mine was talking to me yesterday about the podcast, had some questions about it. I said, why do you insist on calling the BYU-Utah rivalry the Holy War? And my response was, well, that's what it's traditionally been known as. And he uh, got into a debate with me saying, well, why do we call it the Holy War? Because the Holy War has a connotation of the Crusades back in the medieval ages when uh, Christian knights went to the Holy Land, went to supposedly free Jerusalem from the infidels or the Muslims and it turned into a genocidal conflict and he said it just has a negative connotation in his mind and I was a history major in college I know I work in sports radio go figure but we were talking about it back and forth and he said we need to come up with a better name for the BYU-Utah rivalry and I said I've had one that I have been sitting on I've been uh, debating whether I should really push forward with calling it this uh, one that I just I thought was worked very uh, good it's actually I think the first time I heard re- heard it referenced or it came to me as a, hey this should be the name of the rivalry was a quote from Alex Smith from 2004 when he said it's a whole separation of church and state thing they're the co- good kids, we're the bad kids, blah, 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 blah. I didn't feel it last year, but I feel it now. It was kind of a Max Hall type quote, but it didn't get near the play that Max Hall's quotes did. Granted, he didn't say I came out and say, I hate them. I hate everything about them like Max Hall did, but 
So we were talking about the debate of what this rivalry should be called. And I said, well, if you don't like the Holy War, let's change the name. I'm going to just, I'll spearhead an effort to maybe change the rivalry name and how it's referenced. And let's call it Church and State. And he was like, well, actually, that that works because, well, BYU is a faith-based institution sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, okay, there's the church side of things. University of Utah is a land-grant institution. It's It's the state flagship university. So the state of Utah runs that university. So I think church and state here now and forthwith on the Locked on Cougars podcast will be the name that we use for the rivalry game between BYU and Utah. So I know I've been calling it the Holy War Player Countdown Series. We're going to change the name starting today, 50 days away from the Holy War, and we're going to call it the Church and State uh, countdown series and it's going to take a little bit for me to uh, really get used to saying that so if I flub up and say that I say the Holy War player countdown series don't count it against me feel free to tweet at me and say hey we got you and I'll give you a good follow back and one other thing uh if you guys want to uh, me to follow you on the Locked On Cougars feed, just send me a tweet and I'll and say, uh, let's just say you tweet at Locked On Cougars and use the hashtag #GoCougs or hashtag #LOC standing for Locked On Cougars. So hashtag #GoCougs hashtag #LOC. You send that to the Locked On Cougars uh, podcast feed at Locked On Cougars. We'll make sure to follow you back on that feed. We'd love to get a good little community going with the social media aspect on Twitter. We've seen our numbers uh, reach over. For 100 fans on Facebook. If you'd like to follow the show there, Locked on Cougars, I, I'm going to spearhead an effort to get more involvement also on Instagram as well. So follow us on Locked on Cougars there. But getting back to the original point is talking with my friend about this. I think we're going to call this the church and state rivalry. We're not going to go with the Holy War anymore. He, he had a negative connotation, and I studied history in, in college, and I understand that, yeah, the Holy War, it does have a little bit of a genocidal uh, conflict reference to it, and we're talking about sports here. We're not talking about war. I get that, but church and state is going to be the new uh, – term that we're going to use to call this rivalry going forward for BYU and Utah. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter feed. Like I said, Locked on Cougars is also the Twitter feed for the show. Uh, you can let us know your thoughts on this. We'll put out a poll question and asking what you guys want to call it. We'll have options for the Holy War, Church and State, and we'll have an other and you can respond with what you prefer this rivalry to be called. I think church and state is a very apt name for it because, like I said, we have a church-sponsored institution facing off against a state institution in terms of universities, and I think it, it fits well. So state, church and state, and I'm still struggling with it already. Church and state is going to be the new term for the BYU-Utah rivalry on this podcast. Let me know what you guys think. And if, if the overwhelming majority of you wanted to keep it holy war, maybe we'll reference back to it, but I think I'm going to go with the church and state. I'm going to spearhead an effort to see if we can change the the terminology when it comes to this rivalry, and it's exciting. We're just 50 days away now from the BYU football season kicking off against the University of Utah. Now, one thing before we go and take our first break here, we'll come back and talk about the FPI, the Football Percentages Index that ESPN has put out, and BYU's projected record in 2019. But before we do that, though, do need to get to our whole... Our, I already did it. Holy War Player Countdown Series. I just did it. I'm struggling already. Anyways, the Church and State Player Countdown 
Showdown series here on Locked on Cougars using my best uh, news anchor voice. We're going to talk today about uh, a running back, one of the two running backs BYU is adding as a grad transfer. I know number 50 isn't a running back number. It's actually the technical number for a lineman or a linebacker normally. Number 50 had been Tavita Moonga's uh, number, but he is in the NCAA transfer portal and does not anticipate returning to BYU, at least as a football player. So we're going to go today with Emmanuel Asupa, the thunder to the BYU BYU other running backs lightning, if that makes sense. So today's player is our good friend Emmanuel Asupa. He will not be wearing number 50 this season. I can pretty much guarantee that, but we're going to go with Emmanuel Asupa, a 5'11", 225-pound running back from Prairie View, Texas, uh, played for four years for Rice University, and he's always been a power back during his time at Rice, never really put up huge statistics as an owl. Of course, was coached by current BYU running backs coach A.J. Stewart while he was at Rice before Stewart moved to BYU as a member of Jeff Grimes' offensive coaching staff. But I feel like a super this year is going to be a critical cog in BYU's overall scheme. It's a... it requires a running back who can pick up tough yardage in short in short yardage. We talked about yesterday that Lopini Katoa is one of the four best running backs according to Pro Football Focus, their college arm, in terms of facing stacked boxes when eight running backs, uh, not eight running backs, eight defenders are in the box defending the run. They know the run's coming at them, and, and Lopini Katoa is among the best. Well, I think that Lopini Katoa, with his uh, health concerns and the fact that he had struggled to stay healthy during his time as a BYU Cougar, Having a guy like Emmanuel Asupa, who at 5'11", 225 pounds, is just an absolute bowling ball. I've stood next to him. He's all of 5'11". He's all of 225, 230 pounds. He's rock chock full of muscle. And if he's able to take some of that load off of Lopini Katoa and get those battering ram yards, as I like to call them, the one to three yard pickups on a second or third and short or even a fourth and short when you really need to pick up a first down, I think he could be a big critical cog in what BYU's trying to do on offense this year. I've said it before, I really feel like BYU's offense is underrated, and having a guy like Emmanuel Asupa here as a one-year transfer on a grad transfer really wants to show well in his final year of eligibility as a collegiate athlete, I think he's going to play a key role in BYU's overall offensive scheme. So today's player on the, our, player, our player countdown, the church and state player countdown here on Locked On Cougars, is Emmanuel Asupa, 5'11", 225-pound grad transfer running back from Rice University. All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side. Talk a little bit about the FPI, the Football Percentages Index, that was put out by ESPN. It's been out for a little bit, but they actually went more in depth earlier this week, really breaking down percentages, rankings, and where BYU should filter out in their minds this coming season. We'll talk about that next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show. That is our good friends at Twillery.com. T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com. They are here to help restock the shirts in your in your closet and make it as easy as restocking the soda in your fridge. They want to make it easy, affordable, and the perfect fit guaranteed. These are not shirts that are size small, medium, large, extra large, double X, etc. No, you send them your measurements, your neck size, your sleeve size. They send you a custom shirt, and if it doesn't fit, you send it right back, and they'll make sure you're taken care of. They get you the right shirt. Uh, They're offering shirts to our listeners of Locked On Cougars for for as low as $55 per shirt when you bundle them together. These are shirts that go for $100 
$10 plus at other retailers online and in store. So it's a fantastic option to restock the professional clothing in your closet. When you have to wear a button-up, you have to wear a dress shirt, whatever you have to wear to the office, Twillery is here to help you restock those shirts. So go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $25 off, guys. It's a fantastic option. They want you to make sure that your shirts don't wrinkle, itch, or sweat because, of course, it's 2019 and we have the technology to overcome all of that. Going to have some of our hottest days of the summer today and tomorrow here along the Wasatch Front. I've worn these church these shirts to church, the ones that Twillery has sent to me. They have been fantastic, guys. So check them out. Twillery.com slash locked on. Stay cool, calm, and collected with Twillery and use that promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $25 off. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And a reminder for you guys, when you're driving to or from work, making your commute, or just driving around town, all you have to do to catch up on the latest in BYU news is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cougars, and we will be right there with you for the drive. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. Let's dive on into advanced metrics and statistics. How about that, y'all? Let's talk about FPI, the Football Percentages Index from ESPN that came out earlier this week. And BYU, according to the FPI percentages currently, have BYU at an 8-4, and four, or a favorite in 8 of their 12 matchups this coming season. Now, you probably can guess, I would guess, 7 of the 8 that BYU is, a, is favored in. And maybe all eight of them, but currently as it stands, BYU is an underdog in all four of their first four matchups. Well, notably, that is the four power five opponents they have on the schedule. BYU is noted by guys like Phil Steele and other writers. BYU is the only team this year to open the season playing four straight power five opponents. It's going to be an absolute bear trap to start the season, but BYU currently, uh, they're in terms of their overall chances to win. The lowest percent chance to win is actually the Tennessee game. BYU's lone road game against a Power 5 opponent. Currently only an 18.6% chance to win. Uh, Tennessee, according to the FPI, is ranked number 15 in the FPI ranking. So BYU, their lowest chance to win is Tennessee. Followed next by Washington at 35.8%. Utah, BYU's season opening opponent 50 days from now, is 39.5%. They have Utah as the 22nd best team in the ring. Rankings. Washington is 17th best, and then USC at a 45.4% chance. Now, uh, BYU thinking, okay, they're not a favorite in any of these four matchups. That means they're predicting BYU to go 0-4, but as Cougar Stats on Twitter uh, pointed out yesterday, I believe, on their Twitter feed, the FPI actually has BYU sitting between 1.4 and 2.6 wins in those first four games. So they're predicting at least one win for BYU out of the four Power 5 opponents, and I think most uh, BYU fans if you were to ask them and said okay here's the thing if BYU comes out of those first four games one and three would you take it I think some would say yes if they said two and two I think the majority would take two and two so the projections for the FPI actually have BYU a better chance to win come out of September with a two and two record against those power five opponents than they do the rest now in terms of the rest of the FPI BYU is favored in all other eight games that they have so the back two-thirds 
thirds of the schedule, the final eight games, BYU is favored in every one of those games. The lowest percentage chance BYU has in terms of winning of those eight games is Boise State. 57.3% there, followed by South Florida at 64.2%. Toledo, one of the favorites in the MAC, 64.6%. San Diego State, 67.8%. This was a surprising one here. You haven't heard Utah State yet. They have BYU in terms of the FPI right now, beating Utah State 74.5% this season. BYU is, of course, on a two-game losing streak to the rivals uh, from Logan. That was a surprising number to me. I understand that Utah State's got to replace a lot on offense. Gary Anderson's a new head coach or a debuting once again as a head coach for Boise State, but kind of surprising to see that number so high for BYU, but that should hearten, I think, some BYU fans in terms of a of that rivalry and the chances BYU could win that game. And then the final three games here has UMass BYU winning that game 91.3%, Liberty 94.1%, and Idaho State BYU's FCS opponent at 98.1%. Now, uh, in terms of the FPI, what are the chances BYU runs the table, has that dream season, and goes 12 and 0? Well, try 0.1%. <laughs> So don't plan on an undefeated season. Not that I don't think most of our BYU fans listening to this podcast were anticipating that, but a pretty low percentage of of, about a minuscule percentage that BYU does the unthinkable and runs the table. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I really feel like BYU, they get to eight wins this coming season, which is what they're projected as according to the FPI. If you go simply off percentages, they're supposed to win eight games, lose four. If BYU is eight and four, they start building that hype train going into the 2020 schedule. I think that BYU fans, you should be pleased with that. I know a lot of fans would like to get greedy and say, let's get nine wins and a 10th with a bowl game. If BYU has a 10-win season after the Hawaii Bowl, which they're contracted to play in this coming season, I would tell you, based on what I see with this schedule right now, the opponents, etc., a 10-win season for BYU, yeah, you take that all day and twice on Sundays, every day of the week. So you just take it, you move on, and you're probably ranked at the end of the year with 10 wins against this schedule. And if you win two of those Power 5 games, I think you'll be ranked even in the month of September, uh, just in terms of the sheer uh, impact of what you'd be doing on the national stage. So this the deck is set for BYU to have a good year this year. Here's hoping they can go out and take advantage of it and really uh, become the team that BYU fans hope they can become. Uh, I've said it on this podcast also that I feel like this offense is underrated right now for BYU. I feel like this team as a whole is underrated. I think they're poised to have a breakout year. Uh, Some of the guys I work with in Salt Lake have asked me why I'm so bullish on BYU. I just feel like there's a lot of talent that is on this roster that is waiting to be unleashed this year. Guys like Gunnar Romney. I think a guy like Luca Andrada could come in and have a major impact as a speedster on the outside. Side. A guy like Jackson McChesney could make the running back group much more dynamic. I'm con- I'm I'm very high on Zach Wilson's Zach Wilson's progression. Barring a major setback with his shoulder, I think he'll be full go from the get go. Come the end of this month when BYU fall camp opens, and this offensive line I've talked about before. We've done a lot of offensive line talk of late with the uh, the whole. I'm doing it again. Holy War Player Countdown Series. No, the Church and State Countdown Series. 
we've done a lot of offensive line talk, and I feel like this offensive line is being underrated, even though they're getting some praise. I really feel like they're going to be a talented group, and I feel like the defense, I think they'll be another top 25 defensive year this year if they can get the production they expect out of these young linebackers. Everything else is there on the defensive side of the things. I have some questions about the specialists, especially about punter, because BYU looks very unsettled at that position, but we'll talk about that as, as fall camp gets going here at the end of the month. But right now, I think if BYU fans, you get an 8-4, and 9-3 and three schedule or a record, and you win a bowl game to get to a 9-10 and 10 wins this coming season, you take that, the hype train really gets going for Zach Wilson going into his junior season in 2020. And I think BYU fans, you can be really excited about the future of BYU football at that point. And we'll see how it all shakes out. Of course, we have games to play. These are just per- percentages that... Uh, that ESPN has put together is what they're projecting is going to happen this season and it rarely if ever is completely accurate but we'll see what happens with BYU this coming season and I'm excited because I think that this should give you some take some heart in this saying that BYU has an opportunity to really break out this year all right we will step aside here come back on with the final segment got some news to catch up on in terms of BYU basketball and BYU volleyball some other news that we need to talk about so we'll get to that next Uh, just one thing before we go though guys if your company wants to reach an upscale male audience then your company's then your company should be advertising right here on Locked On Cougars. To get your company connected with this audience, email us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com or email locked on podcast or excuse me, or email locked at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business with the Locked On Cougars podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. More in a moment. This is the Locked On Cougars Podcast. Locked on Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. All right, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, got some other BYU news we need to catch you up on. Uh, Mary Lake, BYU star libero for their women's volleyball team. She was a member of the U.S. women's national team that won the FIVB Volleyball Nations League title earlier this week, or actually on Sunday, with a 3-2 comeback victory over Brazil. The gold medal caps off a two-month experience for Lake that began in early May when she was named to the team's preliminary roster. She made the team as one of two liberos for the U.S. Uh, She competed in Bulgaria, Italy, Nebraska, and China in the multi-week Volleyball Nations League in her first international experience. This is awesome. Uh, Of course, we talked about Roni Jones-Perry earlier this week participating with Team USA in the Pan American Cup. Women's volleyball players from BYU are sprouting up everywhere on the national scene. Uh, Heather Olmstead's been a coach this season internationally. Uh, Heather Nightings also played internationally for Team USA, Team USA already this year. But it's cool to see Mary Lake winning a gold medal going all over the world, literally. Bulgaria, Italy, Nebraska, and China over two months to win a gold medal with Team USA. That's a huge congratulations to Mary Lake and the rest of Team USA on that gold medal. So congratulations to them. And then one final note for you is Jimmer Fredette. Of course, we chronicled him playing the first two games with the Golden State Warriors in NBA Summer League action in the California Classic. And then he suddenly departed. Uh, and reports were that he was considering other options. Well, we have found out that his next destination might be Greece, of all places. Uh, he Reports coming out of Eurohoops.net, uh, one of the more respected uh 
outlets in Europe covering uh, European basketball, says that uh, EuroLeague uh, power Panathinaikos BC out of Greece has agreed to a two-year preliminary contract with Fredette to play the next two seasons in Greece. Panathinaikos is a club, some of you may know the name now because Rick Pitino, the former Kentucky and Louisville head coach, spent last season coaching there. Uh, He recently departed the club, deciding his desire to come back to the United States to coach here in the NBA, hopefully. I don't think he gets a job, but that's an aside. We're not talking about Louisville basketball or NBA basketball on this podcast, but Awesome to see Jimmer getting an opportunity to go play in EuroLeague. Uh, Brandon Davies, also a former BYU Cougar, officially signed his contract with FC Barcelona on the basketball side of things. So you theoretically next year in the EuroLeague Final Four could see Brandon Davies facing off against Jimmer Fredette as Panathinaikos and FC Barcelona clash in a Final Four of the EuroLeague. It's the top league in the world outside of the NBA in most people's minds. And it's an awesome opportunity, I think, for Jimmer Fredette to continue to build his brand. He's wearing those 361 degree shoes, having that go to Greece and really build the brand there. Jimmer's building a global brand for himself. And if he goes and shoots well, plays well in EuroLeague, I think his NBA days are behind him at this point. Him departing Golden State voluntarily, I think really screamed that to a lot of people. It said it to me personally, but I think this is a huge opportunity for Jimmer to really go build a brand in Europe now. He's already a huge uh, icon in China. They'll be following him playing for Panathinaikos. I know a lot of BYU fans will be tracking EuroLeague a little closer this year with guys like Brandon Davies playing for Barcelona and Jimmer now playing for Panathinaikos. A guy like Elijah Bryant, he had a great year in the Israeli Super League last year. He could end up on a EuroLeague team after his explosion for the Milwaukee Bucks earlier this week in NBA Summer League action. There could be a renewed interest amongst BYU fans, the BYU basketball faithful, when it comes to EuroLeague basketball next season. And I think it's going to be awesome. Like I said, it's the top league in the world outside of the NBA. You have some great players that come over from EuroLeague to play in the NBA. And a lot of guys who end up playing in the NBA go back to EuroLeague to finish out their careers. So it's a big opportunity for Jimmer Fredette. Excited to see what he can do for Panathinaikos this coming season in EuroLeague action. We'll report on if this contest contract actually becomes official. There were also reports that another team in the Chinese Basketball Association was trying to bring Jimmer back to China. We'll see where it shakes out, but with Eurohoops.net reporting this, it looks like Jimmer is headed for the Euro League and Greece. All right, there you go. That is today's edition of the podcast. We've been brought to you today by our good friends at Twillery. Go to twillery.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on and get $25 off to start restocking the shirts in your closet. Fantastic shirts. I'll say it once again. I've really enjoyed what they have sent me. Also, a reminder for you guys to when you get in your car, plug in your smart device, follow the podcast listen to the podcast tell your smart device play podcast locked on cougars that way you stay up to date and also weigh in on today's show let us know if you want that church and state moniker to be the new rivalry identifier the new rivalry name i'm not going with desert first duel i'm not letting some company buy the name sorry not happening i won't go for it church and state is what we're going with here on the podcast let me know if i'm up in the night you want to see it stay as the holy war or something else hit us up on twitter at jacob c hatch is my personal twitter feed at Locked on Cougars. Also follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Locked on Cougars on both of those as well. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked on Cougars for July 10th, 2019.